Life Audio. What's the difference between having a great holiday season and having a holiday season that you can't wait to get through? (laughs) You've probably experienced both, I would imagine, in your life. You've had great ones and you've had those that you just hope to get through. It's amazing when we celebrate Christmas and then come into a brand new year. There's so much opportunity. There's time around family. There's celebration. And yet, in what is posed to be the happiest time of the year... There are many who struggle to just survive, struggle to get from one end to the other. Maybe it's something that's happened in the past, memories that we would rather forget. Uh, Perhaps it's the pressures of life compounded by the pressures of this season. Whatever the case, I believe that we can move through the holiday season in a great way. We can march forward, even though for many it's easier to just stay where you are, to hang on, and to really, in a sense, die through the holidays. That's not necessary. And with proper planning, focused in the right areas, we can do this in a great way. We're going to talk about that today on the March or Die show. Well, good day to you. It's Joel with The King Country dropping in to let you know that our brand new film, Unsung Hero, is in theaters now. It's Luke here. We've teamed up with the creators of Jesus Revolution to bring you this adventure of a lifetime. It's a powerful, true story about a family uniting, growing in their faith, and facing the impossible together. In theaters now, unsunghero.movie for more information. Rated PG. Parental guidance suggested. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hello and welcome to the March or Die show today. Very glad to have you joining me. And we are right in the middle of the holiday season. Uh, Some people don't like it when I call this the holiday season. uh, But there are. There are a number of holidays. There's Thanksgiving. We have Christmas. We have New Year's. So many things going on at this time of year, this holiday season. And for many, this is a time that does not reflect joy and goodwill. (laughs) In fact, for many, and uh, very many, in a very real way, this is a time that is extremely difficult. And we want to talk about that a little bit today. I believe we can go through this in a good way. Uh, We don't need to suffer through or struggle through this season. We can do some things intentionally, planning in the right way that get us to the other side. Happy that we went through the holidays. We're going to get to that in just a minute. Before we jump into all of that, however... I would like to ask you, please, if you are not yet subscribed to this podcast, go ahead and subscribe. 
You can do that right now, wherever it is you are listening from. Go ahead and subscribe. And then when you are done subscribing, this is very helpful to me and to the show. Share this content out. Share this with other people in your life that need to hear it. Um, I, I do my very best to provide solid content, helpful content, content that you can use in your life practically to do what? To move forward, to, to march when it would be easier to stay where you are and die. We have conversations with great guests. We have conversations like this one, a conversation between you and me. And I would like for you, if you would please, to share this with others. That would be fantastic. And uh, looking forward to jumping into this content today, into this topic, this conversation. I have um, served many functions in my life over the course of the last 25 years or so. Uh, served in the Marine Corps. I, I've, I've talked a lot about that. Uh, after leaving the Marine Corps, I went on to a church staff. I think many of you listening to this show know that as well. I served at Coastline Baptist Church in Southern California and Oceanside for about five years. And then from there, went and pastored a church up in the San Francisco Bay Area for another seven years. And then in that process, transferred or uh, began focusing on ministry to veterans and active duty service members first responders and their families, uh, kind of in the process of all of that, eventually resigning the church, leaving the church, and going into this ministry work full-time. And I say all of that to bring us to this point. Uh, I have been with folks and seen folks um, that do the holidays really, really well. There are people in your life, maybe you're one of these people, and I have been around these folks. They're so excited for this season to get started. They can't wait. They start decorating early, and they're planning early, and all year long they're focused on this. They love this time of year. Many of those folks have great memories from their childhood coming up, or maybe they didn't have good memories in childhood, but as adults they were able to celebrate the way that they wanted to, and they can get their families together. They love this time of year. I'm so thankful for those folks, uh, thankful to be around people that have that spirit and that attitude. They love Thanksgiving because it's a time of giving thanks to God for what he's blessed us with. Uh, they love Christmas as we celebrate the birth of Jesus, our Savior. They like getting into the new year. It's a clean slate. We can kind of start over and get ready for what will come in the new year. Excited about all of it, and they're fun to be around. There are others, though, and again, in the various stages of my adult life, I've been around folks who really, really struggle during this time of year. Some struggle because of their past. They don't have fond memories of the holiday season. They may even have memories of abuse and depression and controversy, so many conflicts. They remember these things, and that's what they associate with the holiday season. So they don't like this time of year. They just want to get through it. Other people who have regular pressures in life, the pressures of work and the pressures of family. And then during this time of year, you throw on top of that pressures of more family and extended family and meetings and parties and the pressure financially of buying gifts for people you may not even think about the rest of the year. So much pressure. And it becomes a time you just want to get through or move through. Maybe for others, it's a time that highlights loneliness I talked about this a little while ago, um, a few weeks ago on the podcast. Go and check that out. Um, all of us know what it is like to feel alone, to be alone. But for some reason, during a season that is really focused on family and being together, if you feel alone, 
you feel isolated. Maybe you are physically isolated, physically alone. Maybe you just feel that way emotionally. During this time of year, you can feel that so much more deeply. And this can be a difficult time of year. Uh, Reflections on the past year as we get into a new one may not be good reflections. Perhaps there's disappointment. Whatever the case, the feelings around the holidays move from one extreme, that of extreme excitement, to the other extreme, depression and sometimes even despair. I believe that even if you don't live on the extreme of depression and despair, all of us know what it is to struggle a little bit during this time of year. Uh, So many pressures, so many um, people and things pushing on us and pulling for our attention. How do we come into this time in a good way? How do we get through this time in a good way? Now, we've already had Thanksgiving, but as I am looking toward Christmas and looking toward the new year, how do we do this in a way uh, that is not perfect, uh, that is not without its surprise, <laughs> surprises, without its friction? Anytime you get families together, there's friction. It's not without all of that, but in spite of those things, we can still move forward in a good way. How do we do that? I believe the key is proper planning. Now, I've said this many, many times as it relates to even the concept of march or die. What is it to die? To die, again, is not the physical kind. We're talking about emotional and spiritual and relational. We're talking about having those moments in your life where there is an obstacle of some kind, a trauma, a trial, a tribulation, an obstacle that jumps up in front of you and it seems insurmountable. And so you make the decision that instead of pushing through that, getting to the other side, fighting for whatever you are moving toward, you're going to stay where you are. Death is when you're breathing, when even to other people you look like you're living. But the reality is you know in your heart and mind that you're not making meaningful forward progress. You've stopped living in any true sense of the word. You've kicked it into neutral. You've said, I'm just going to stay where I am and die. I have talked about this concept so many times, and I've tried to emphasize from time to time that one of the keys to moving through those moments of obstacle through those moments where it would be easier to stay where we are and die, moving to the point where we can march, putting one foot in front of the other, one of the keys, one of the essential principles is proper planning. It's a pre-decision. It's deciding before the obstacle presents itself. It's deciding before something difficult jumps up in front of us that we are going to move forward. We understand that in life there are times of trial and difficulty. That's part of being alive. But that in spite of it, in spite of the difficulties, in spite of the trials, we're going to continue to move forward. When we come into the holiday season, when we come into a changing of the year from the old to the new, when we come into a time where we know there will be additional pressures, financial and relational, and so many other pressures, emotional, psychological pressures, when we know that's coming... The best way to approach it is by stepping back, making some decisions in advance, and planning to move through those in a good way. 
I want to talk about that today. It's so interesting to me. The Bible is very clear in some areas. One of the areas is that our job is simply to glorify God. 1 Corinthians chapter 10 and verse 31 says, Whether therefore you eat or drink or whatsoever you do, do all to the glory of God. Colossians chapter 3 and verse 17, And whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. When we come into the holiday season, when we come into any unique time of year, those verses remain true and remain, if we understand the Bible as it is written, commands. Things we are not only suggested to do, but commanded by God to do. What are the commands? Well, whether we eat or drink, whatever we do, we should do it all to the glory of God. As we move through life, in word or deed, (laughs) what should we do? Give thanks to God. If those verses are true and they remain commands, then when we look to the holiday season, again, this could apply at any time of year and any circumstance, but when we look particularly right now to Christmas and to New Year's and to everything that will happen over the next several weeks, it would be wrong if these verses are true, to look at what's coming up and say, I hope I make it through somehow. Or to say, I just want to get from one side to the other. Or to say, I hate this time of year. I can't wait until it's over. Now, this doesn't mean you have to be full of joy and excited about everything that will come. But it does mean you should look at what is coming And ask the question, how can I go through this time in a way that gives glory to God, that honors Him, and allows me to live and express thanks? This is the appropriate biblical view of this time of year, as it is with every time of year, of course. So how do we do this? How do we move through this time in a good way? I want to give you a couple of thoughts, and um, man, this is a starting point. I really believe you can't do this wrong, (laughs) that if you will prepare, if you'll focus in the right areas, if you'll ask the right questions, if you'll sit down and take a few minutes to project over the next several weeks what you would like to see done, then you're going to find success. Again, this doesn't mean there won't be things out of your control. There won't be crazy relatives or crazy moments. This doesn't mean any of that. But when we plan, we close the margins (laughs) on how much craziness can happen. And when we plan, we are putting ourselves into a place where we can pivot, where we can adjust, where we can work around what does inevitably take place. I've talked about this as I've discussed the March or Die principles. I've told the story. If you haven't heard that, go back to the earlier episodes of this podcast. Uh, You can go all the way back, 105 or 6 episodes, and you can find these principles. Uh, But I tell a story of combat when I was in Iraq, and the first point I make is that the biggest battles in your life come when you least expect them. These battles will come when you don't expect them. The second principle that connects to that, though, is you may not get to pick the fight, 
but you always get to decide how to fight. And with that, the best time to decide how you're going to fight is before you find yourself in the fight. You can experience victory in battle, whether it's the real battles of combat or the battlefield of life, real victory in battles, even the unexpected, when you've done your best to plan, to prepare, and to decide before those battles come. That's what this is all about. We're going to go to a break real quick, and when we get back, we're going to jump into a few thoughts that I believe will help you during this season. So what can we do to prepare? We need to look at the right areas. We need to be focused on the right areas. And and perhaps this is where we get knocked off the rails of preparation. (laughs) We say, well, there's a lot happening. What exactly should I focus on? I want to give you a few things to focus on today. How do we focus or where should we focus? A couple of areas. This is not complicated. It's not even super deep. Again, if you listen to this show, you know I'm not super deep. I do want to be helpful, though. The first area you need to focus is on your faith. We have all heard the saying, I'm sure you've even seen maybe a bumper sticker or a sign or a magnet on someone's refrigerator during the Christmas time, uh, during Christmas time. Uh, but we've all heard the saying, Jesus is the reason for the season. We've all heard that, right? It's a very trite saying. It's even on, I think, sweaters and maybe T-shirts. We dismiss it as something that we've heard and we've all understood. But the reality is, as trite as that saying can be, Jesus is the reason for the season. It really is all about Jesus. I'm going to talk about this a little bit more in the next couple of weeks on this show. I'm talking about Jesus and why we celebrate this time and how important it is, even to our life of moving out of darkness and moving forward in spite of difficulty. But Jesus is the reason for the season. It's amazing to me, ironically amazing, how many people find themselves further from God on the other side of Christmas than they were before Christmas. Less time in church, less time in the Word, less time in prayer, less time thinking about God because they're so focused on presents and they're focused on family and they're focused on Christmas parties at work. We need to, first of all, plan out how we are going to maintain our relationship with God during the next several weeks. What impacts you every day? There is one book that influences almost every aspect of our lives. Museum of the Bible reveals the Bible's impact on your favorite musicians and artists, the way we measure time, social justice, our national monuments, and more. The Bible's impact is all around you. Discover how at museumofthebible.org impact. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. 
Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Focus on your faith. That is the number one place for you to begin planning. John chapter 15 and verse 4, Jesus said, Abide in me and I in you, as the branches, uh, branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine. No more can ye, except ye abide in me. First Peter chapter 2 and verse 21, For even hereunto were ye called, because Christ also suffered for us, leaving us an example that we should follow his steps. It's all about Jesus. Do not forget during the next several weeks, that it's all about Jesus. Thanksgiving we've come out of. I hope you spent some time thanking God for who He is and thanking Him for His Son, Jesus. But as we get into this Christmas season, understand that what we celebrate, the reason we have the gatherings, the reason we do the things, is because Jesus, our Savior, Emmanuel, God with us, He left heaven and He came to earth for one purpose, to live and to die in our place on the cross to pay the price for our sin. That's what we celebrate. We don't celebrate a baby in a manger. We celebrate the coming of our Savior. That's what we celebrate. And as we get into a new year and we look to uh, what may happen, as difficult as this year has been for many, next year we have no idea what's going to happen. But that's all about Jesus too. It's about asking God, what would you have me to do? It's all about Him. If we move through the next month or so, and we're further from God than we are right now, we've done something wrong. Decide now how you will maintain closeness to God. I want to give you a few ways to do that. Uh, One very simple is Bible reading. Spending time reading the Word of God. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Spend time in the Bible. Spend time reading. That's letting God speak to you. This is a great time to get into Scripture. Uh, Read uh, the Gospel accounts of the birth of Jesus Christ. Go back into the Old Testament, into Isaiah, of the prophecy of the coming Messiah. Understand the life of Jesus Christ, why He came. I I love the book of John. John starts with Jesus as God, (laughs) and then jumps right to Him as an adult, beginning His ministry. We don't have the the lineage, the birth of Jesus recorded for us in John, but we have his ministry. And as you read in the gospel accounts, uh, Jesus' birth and him coming into the world, and then you get into John, the gospel of John, and you understand why he came and what he did. What a wonderful time to be in the word of God. Be in the word of God. Decide now where you're going to read and how often you're going to read and what you want to get out of that time. Spend time in the word of God. Plan for it. The next area, again, very simple. I told you it would be simple. next area is prayer. We can become so busy with everything that's going on in our world, in our life, that we never stop to talk to God. (laughs) Again, there is probably not an easier, while at the same time more difficult time of year to talk to God than this one. If we view this season for what it is, Jesus and our Father God should be on our mind all of the time. But so often we're uh, clouded, we're overwhelmed with everything else. When are you going to pray? Matthew chapter 7, and verse 11, If ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, 
How much more shall your Father which is in heaven give good things to them that ask Him? Spend time in prayer. Uh, Spend time talking to God. Give your burdens to the Lord. Uh, Ask Him for those things that you need. Uh, Express your heart and your dependence on Him. Spend time in the Word of God. That's Bible reading. Spend time in prayer. Here's another one. And I don't want to step on anybody's toes, but I'm going to say it. You need to be in church. Church attendance. Uh, Now, uh, you may be listening and perhaps you're one of those folks that say something like, I don't need to worship God in church. I don't need to go to church to worship God. Uh, Church people are crazy. Churches are crazy. Uh, Whatever. Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. Whatever your thing is. I I want to read this verse. Not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together as the manner of some is but exhorting one another, and so much the more as you see the day approaching. Um, maybe someday I'll have a, a debate show or a Q&A show where we talk about church and why church is important. Uh, I, I could spend several podcasts on that. Maybe I will at some point. But the bottom line is this. The Bible commands us to be in fellowship with other believers The Bible commands us to come together, not forsaking the assembling of ourselves together, Hebrews chapter 10 and verse 25. In the book of Acts, we see the church being formed and they were together. We see even the admonition of prayer and teaching and giving and communion happening every week at a set time. We see giving happening through the local church. We see pastors going out from Jerusalem around the world world to establish local congregations, local bodies, local churches. We see the Apostle Paul talking to elders, to the shepherds of the local congregations. This is throughout Scripture, and to say it is unimportant is to dismiss what God gave to us and what the Bible says Jesus Christ gave his blood for in Acts chapter 20 and verse 28. To say church is unimportant is really ignorant of scripture to say i don't have time to go to church right now during this season (laughs) is to oddly diminish what this time is all about this year christmas is on sunday and it's a bit ironic to me that many churches will not have services on sunday Um, because it's christmas i don't want to throw rocks and there are different reasons for doing things i'm not here to judge anyone's church congregation but we need to be in church during this time of year we need to decide that we are not going to allow things to keep us out of church be in church that is reading the word of god spending time in prayer spending time in church and the final thing i'll give to you and i'll throw this out because again i think this keeps us focused share the gospel what a wonderful time to talk about Uh, to to people about why we celebrate share the gospel matthew chapter 28 verses 19 and 20 the command of jesus before he ascended into heaven to his disciples go ye therefore and teach all nations baptizing them in the name of the father and of the son and of the holy ghost teaching them to observe all things whatsoever i've commanded you and lo i'm with you always even unto the end of the world amen that is jesus's command to the disciples, that is Jesus' command to believers. That is a command that at this time of year becomes so much simpler. This should be a normal part of our communication to others. What we celebrate is the good news that Jesus our Savior came. 
Focus on your faith. Plan how you are going to grow closer to God during the season. A second uh, area you need to focus is on your family. And uh, I bring this up uh, again. This is a strange time of year. There are work parties and there are neighborhood parties and there are all kinds of gatherings that we can be a part of. And none of those things are uh, inherently bad. But in the process of doing all of those things and staying so busy outside of our home, outside of our family, we can forget, (laughs) uh, not show the time and attention to the people we say we care the most about. That is our family. There's so many pressures, and if you don't plan to focus on your immediate family, then you're going to miss it. Um, I, I want to be clear here as well. I, I love spending time with my extended family. I am privileged. I'm blessed to live close to my parents, to my grandmother, to one of my sisters. My other sister comes to visit a lot, but one of my sisters uh, is close uh, my wife's family is close. I have aunts and uncles here. I have cousins here. Uh, I have a, a, a great network of extended family here. I love them, and I'm so thankful for the opportunity to spend time with them. Um, it's awesome. We should make time to do that. But I also have four children and a wife, and I want this to be a special time for them as well. Think about your family in circles starting from the inside and working out. The question first is, how are we intentionally as a family? That's spouse and children, if you have those. Close family, if you have a, a, a family unit, if you're not a single person. Uh, how am I going to spend time close with my family? And then, how am I going to spend time with my extended family? How am I going to spend time with those outside of the family ring? How am I going to spend time with others? But it, be, it begins with that family that God has called you to lead. Spend time with your immediate family. I know not everyone is in the same situation. That may look different for you than it does for other people. But those that you consider immediate family, those that you're closest to for the rest of the year, how are you going to spend time with them? And again, a side note here, Um, this for many would be biological family, your biological children, your spouse, the person you're married to. Uh, For many, though, it's not that. Family units look different from one place to another. I understand that. And who we're close to, I get that. This is focusing on who you care about all year, not the people that you see occasionally. I hope that makes sense. How are you going to focus on your family? Um couple thoughts. In focusing on them, in spending time with them, teach others, those children perhaps, the younger folks in your family, the reason for the holiday. Ephesians chapter 6 and verse 4, and ye fathers, provoke not your children to wrath, but bring them up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. Train up a child in the way he should go, and when he is old, he will not depart from it. Again, you have a wonderful opportunity if you'll build in the time and the space to teach your family why this is such an important time. It's not just about family. It's not just about activities, although those things happen, but it's about our Savior. And then I would say with your family, determine how you are going to make memories. This is a something we've done for years as a family, uh, sitting down with the family, 
the kids, everyone's at the table and asking the question over the next several weeks, what do you guys want to do? What are some places that we can go? What are some activities that we can participate in? Let's map those out. Let's put those on a calendar so that we don't miss them. Make memories. Give presents. That's important. Uh, Help your kids get the things they need or want, whatever. There's nothing wrong with that. But make memories. Take pictures. Go places. Have some traditions that you always do. One of the weird traditions that uh, I grew up with, and I don't know where it started. Um, My mom or dad could tell us, I guess but was sleeping next to the Christmas tree. <laughs> we get the Christmas tree up and the lights are there and we'd all gather around and sleep next to the Christmas tree. I know it sounds weird, but that's a tradition that I had as a small child that we have as a family. And with that is Christmas movies and we have cookies and all of the other stuff. It's a tradition. It's something we do. We go out and look at lights together. It's a tradition. It's something we do. There are other traditions. Have some traditions, some things to look forward to as a family. Go special places and do special things. Focus on your family. It is your faith. That's your relationship with God. It's your family, the relationship with those closest to you. And then finally, this is a big one. And this is one that we sometimes close our eyes and kind of grit our teeth. (laughs) Just hope it's all going to work out somehow. Focus on your finances. Focus on your finances. This is an area that is so often overlooked during this time of year. Don't overlook it. It is very easy to get so caught up in the gift giving of this year. And again, giving gifts to people that we're not even close to. So easy to get caught up in all of that, that we miss the fact (laughs) that when the holiday is over, when the tree and the decorations are done, when we get past the first of the year, if we didn't plan well financially, we're going to be dealing with the consequences of out of control or ill-advised spending. Your kids, those closest to you, would rather have you happy and at peace than hold gifts that you gave to them that's going to cause you anxiety for the next six months. Have a plan for your finances. This is good stewardship. Develop a Christmas budget. Determine how much you're going to spend this season based on how much you can spend this season. Don't take on a future financial pressure for a temporary gift. Live and celebrate within your means. Proverbs chapter 13 and verse 7, There is that maketh himself rich, yet hath nothing. There is that maketh himself poor, yet hath great riches. Proverbs fifteen sixteen: Better is a little with the fear of the Lord than great treasure and trouble therewith. Focus on stewarding well the financial resources that God has given to you. And I'm telling you, if you're focused on your faith, how am I going to grow in my relationship with God during this season? You're focused on your family. Traditions don't have to be expensive. Time together doesn't have to be expensive. Creating memories, those are things you can do that are so special and memorable, but don't have to be expensive. That if you focus on properly caring for your finances, and hopefully you've been doing this all year, not just at this time of year, The best way to plan for this is to plan all year your spending at this time of year. But look at your finances, put together a budget that is reasonable, and do this in the right way. Your faith, your family, 
and your finances, if you focus on those three areas, and again, by focus, I don't mean have a thought on the way to work. I mean sit down for a few minutes, sit down with your family, map these things out, pull out a calendar, put things on the calendar, talk about your budget if that's what you need to do, explain where you are and what people can expect. Plan well now, and you'll take so much pressure off of yourself. The unexpected will happen. People are people. (laughs) But because you've planned, because you've already put in place, because you've put on the calendar things you're going to do, because you've established a budget that you're going to hold on to, whatever happens out here, it's going to happen. You're going to have to deal with it, but you'll be able to because you've built enough margin into your life to deal with the unexpected, to deal with the craziness, and to still march forward in the right way. When we talk about march or die, this is not a one time a year or a sometimes uh, during the year kind of thing. This isn't an only in tragedy or only in trial or only in traumas kind of thing. We need to determine that we are going to march. That's pushing forward by faith, trusting God for the next step, getting over there. We're going to do that intentionally and deliberately instead of just going with the flow and hoping we somehow get through whatever it is we're facing. I trust, I believe for you, that this can be a wonderful time of year if you'll stop long enough to prepare. I hope that's a help to you. We'll talk a little more about Christmas in the next couple of weeks. And then as we get into New Year's, I want to talk about how we can plan for a prosperous and fruitful New Year, some practical things that we can do. Again, this is all about marching forward. Uh, This is all about putting one step in front of the other, one foot in front of the other, taking the next step. How do we do that? We want to have some practical things that we can hang on to to do that. And uh, it is my desire to help you work through that. I appreciate you listening. Again, please subscribe if you have not yet subscribed. And then take some time, share this content with others. And we'll continue to grow our community. And excited at the opportunity to do that. Take some time, jump over to lifeaudio.com, lifeaudio.com. You can find uh, my podcast, of course, this podcast, and many other great shows there. Please go and check that out. And uh, you may have some extra time in the next couple of weeks. Listen to some great podcasts. You won't be disappointed. Thank you so much. I appreciate you joining me and look forward to talking to you next time. Many of our veterans feel they need to fight their battles alone. This self-isolation has led to the staggering statistic of more than 20 veterans taking their lives every day. The mission of Mighty Oaks is to eradicate the veteran suicide epidemic and help our warriors change their legacies. We've been able to help over 4,000 veterans and first responders by equipping them with the tools they need to live the lives they were created to live. Our faith-based, peer-to-peer approach has one of the highest success rates of any program available today, offering hope and understanding to those who need it most. By aligning their lives to biblical principles, these men and women are able to lead their families, their communities, and our nation. It's your generosity that can make a difference in the lives of the men and women who have fought for our country and our freedoms. Now that they're home, don't let them fight alone. Learn more at MightyOaksPrograms.org. 
I'm Dr. Lauren DeVille, a practicing naturopathic physician in Tucson, Arizona. In my podcast, Christian Natural Health, my guests and I discuss topics ranging from nutrition, sleep, hormone balancing, and exercise to specific health concerns like hair loss, anxiety, and hypothyroidism. I'll also interweave biblical principles as they apply throughout the podcast because true health is body, mind, and spirit. Listen to Christian Natural Health for free at lifeaudio.com or on your favorite podcast platform. Mm-hmm.